WFLF Fine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Monday at 6 o'clock. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. Right now, time to bring you Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Our first check here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger, and look who's back. Alan Spector, how are you doing? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you with us. Our top story this morning, Bud. Tornadoes cause death and destruction. Details in one minute. Trump rocks them at CPAC, as you'll hear next on Good Morning Orlando. Nearly two dozen people are dead after tornadoes hit eastern Alabama. The death toll is at 23, but Lee County Sheriff Jay Jones says that could rise as a search for survivors continues. Uh, we're going to uh, organize uh, search areas and quadrants, and we're going to uh, get start a um, a more intensive search in the morning and cover areas that we've already covered and in some additional areas as well uh, that uh, primarily in the area where the, where the damage is, is most significant. Authorities have been using drones with heat-seeking technology to locate victims. At least two tornadoes hit Lee County yesterday afternoon. The hardest-hit area appears to be around Beauregard, which is about 55 miles east of Montgomery. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. State lawmakers are gathering in Tallahassee for the annual legislative session that begins tomorrow. House Speaker Jose Oliva says health care and higher education are his biggest concerns during the upcoming legislative session. The two issues that Floridians and Americans are most controlled by nowadays financially are their health care, number one reason for bankruptcy, and student loans number one debt for young people. Senate President Bill Galvano says his big issue this year is infrastructure. And when I refer to infrastructure, I'm not just talking about roadways, talking about broadband access, sewer access, water access. Galvano also wants to start building three new superhighways to speed up hurricane evacuations and open the interior parts of the state for new development. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. In Washington, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee is preparing to request documents in an obstruction of justice investigation of President Trump. On ABC's This Week, New York Democrat Gerald Nadler said the document requests will be going out today for over 60 different entities, such as the White House and Department of Justice, and individuals such as Donald Trump Jr. and Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg. We've seen uh, abuses of power and obstruction of justice. Uh, all of these have to be investigated and laid out to the American people. Nadler says it's very clear the president obstructed justice, and he said the investigation goes far beyond collusion with Russia. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this, and I'll open up the phones. My question to you listening this morning, are the Democrats going to get Trump, or is he going to get him again in the 2020 election? Coming up, Alan. President Trump feels he's been persecuted during his time in office. On Twitter yesterday morning, Trump said after two years of what he calls presidential harassment, the only things that have been proven is that Democrats and others broke the law. According to Trump, the hostile Cohen testimony given by a liar to reduce his prison time proved no collusion. All of that came up in that tour de force two-hour CPAC speech highlights ahead. The Magic gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter and lost to the lowly Cavaliers at Cleveland, 107-93. Orlando head coach Steve Clifford. We're not blessed with, uh, you know, great overall offensive talent. We're just not. And tonight... First time in a long, long time we just 
not ready to play. And they were, and they did a good job, not to take anything away from them. Now, can you figure out the Orlando Magic? No. They beat... <laughs> They beat the Toronto Raptors, right. the Golden State Warriors, and the Indiana Pacers. All three teams have more than 40 wins. Three of the winningest teams in the league. They've lost in the same span to the Bulls, the Knicks, and now the Cavaliers, all teams with less than 20 wins this season. This kind of thing is what makes me crazy with the NBA, you know, even beyond just what's going on with our Magic. And you're a big fan, Yaffe, of the Magic. How do you explain their ability to beat the best teams in the league and their inability to beat the worst? Well, I, I think it has to do with what you're talking about. Sometimes teams don't try as hard for the... I was just thinking the same yeah. thing, yeah. You're, you're on that. They're giving them break, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you complain about it all the time, the NBA, that they don't yeah. always give 100%. Yeah, sometimes they phone it in. You think you they'll know? play down to the team, you know, play down to their level? I don't know, but I resent it as a fan, and I'll I tell do. you why. You spend a lot of money to go to an NBA game, yeah. and you they owe you their maximum effort every day for what you pay to watch them, and you ultimately pay their high salaries. This, as a fan... Makes me crazy. You will think at this point the Magic would be very motivated because they're hanging on right now to the final playoff spot in the NBA's Eastern Conference. Yeah, they're only point. two percentage points ahead of uh, the team that's right behind them. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll pull it together and start beating the teams they ought to beat. WFLA news time is six oh six. Wildlife officials in Southwest Georgia discover a massive seven hundred pound alligator. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. That's a good place for that gator, not in Florida, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's no longer with us. Oh, oh really? He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't feeling well. Uh, and, okay. I've so. got some nice boots made from that gator already. Oh, yeah. yeah. A couple of big-time belts, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Alan, it's great to have you back. You really had the bug last week. Oh, How are you boy. doing? How are you doing? I'm doing fine now. I, I had what is basically just a bad cold that just wouldn't go away. And finally went to the doctor on Thursday. I, yeah. I left here early Monday morning. Right. And then um, I'm always reluctant to go to the doctor just for a cold because I figure you just got to cycle through the symptoms and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it got to the point where I was not getting any sleep because I was in such discomfort. There is something else out there that's not the flu and is not allergies. And a lot of people are complaining about what you've got, a cold that's just unusually tough to it's deal like with and funk. get rid of. They call it the funk or, or something. something. Yeah. I, yeah, you're a workhorse. For you not to be here, I knew you were really in rough shape. But welcome back. You sound terrific. Well, I think I, I made it through the first newscast. That may be about all I have at this point. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Come on, don't scare <laughs> me. Let I need me you know. for three hours. And <laughs> Melissa will be ready to slide into your chair, and wow. she did that for us last week. She'll be taking your calls at 407-916-5400, toll-free 866-916-5400. Yaffe's our executive producer. Mike, let's get everybody warmed up for CPAP, okay? Here is a quick-form montage of Trump, who went two hours and two minutes off script and wowed the conservatives outside Washington, D.C. Crowd size. Negotiating with China. I'm building the wall. And we got rid of the individual mandate. Religious liberty. Lion James Comey. Socialism. The collusion delusion. Those caravans. A national emergency. We're being invaded by drugs, by people, by criminals. Phony charges of Russia. Russia, 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 Russia. 
Oh, you ain't heard nothing from CPAP uh, yet. You'll hear more coming up in a moment. All the greatest hits right there for you. Exactly. <laughs> in one album. Coming Order right. now. <laughs> By midnight tonight. Anyway, we'll get to that in a moment. If you want to weigh in on the CPAP speech, if you happen to catch it, I, I, I know you've got C-pack. something to say. CPAC. Yeah. <laughs> CPAP is the breathing thing overnight for you know, sleep apnea. You know, I was confused, too, because <laughs> when I went to the doctor, he prescribed a Z-Pack for me. Uh, this is so, very confusing. Anyway. The big speech, okay? There's never been one like it at CPAC, and I think there may have never been a presidential speech like it given anywhere by anyone holding the office, the highest office in the land. Um, We'll get to it and what the Democrats are about to do to Trump or try to do in a moment. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes here on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines now. President Trump says thanks to him, America is winning again. Speaking at the 2019 Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, in Maryland for more than two hours on Saturday, the president listed what he considers to be his administration's top accomplishments, trade, international diplomacy, and everything else. The president's visit to CPAC followed what his critics say was a rough week. That included a second summit with Kim Jong-un, but no agreement, and his former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, uh, ripping him before Congress. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. If you didn't get a chance to catch Trump at CPAC, I'm sure Yaffe will have the speech posted at some point for us on the website, right? WFLA Orlando. Dot com. Already there. Here is a long form. Thanks, Mike. Long form montage of all the ground that was covered. Most of it. Most of it after he decided to dispense with the script and the teleprompter. Here we go. You're energized. You mobilized, and you're engaged. Collusion with Russia. The collusion delusion. Unfortunately, you put the wrong people in a couple of positions, and they leave people. For a long time, that shouldn't be there. And all of a sudden, they're trying to take you out with bull****, okay? We will always defend America's borders. Our immigration system is so broken, folks. The New Green Deal, or whatever the hell they call it. The Green New Deal, right? I encourage it. I think, to, I think it's really something that they should promote. I just want to be the Republican that runs against them. Could that be? We believe in the American dream, not in the socialist nightmare. Democrat lawmakers have totally abandoned the American mainstream, but that's going to be good for us in 2020. They're embracing open borders, socialism, and extreme late-term abortion. We're going to do it, I think, again in 2020, and the numbers are going to be even bigger. It was a wild scene. The president also came down on his political enemies for many things, including the endless investigations. And as Alan told you, today a big one unfolds before the Democrat-controlled House Judiciary Committee you know, where they're going to go after him for obstruction of justice and all kinds of things, um, try to get documents from family, members of the Trump uh, business team, etc. And Trump has had about enough. Listen. 
So they don't have anything with Russia. There's no collusion. So now they go and morph into, let's inspect every deal he's ever done. We're going to go into his finances. We're going to check his deals. We're going to check. These people are sick. Right now, we have people in Congress that hate our country. Now, my question to you, we have the new investigation, all the other investigations going on. We got Trump with his approval ratings on the way up. The NBC approval ratings got him at 46, and that's NBC. It was down at 43. Rasmussen's got him at 50 and a little bit above at times. My question to you, and there's no way to know the answer to this question. I know what I want the answer to be because I am still on the Trump train. You know, for all the problems this president sometimes, frankly, brings on himself, and you know it's true, are the Democrats, I I think they realize they're not going to beat him if it comes down to an election in 2020. They don't have anybody to beat this guy. This guy's going to be unbelievable on the stump and better than ever, and that was a preview of it. But they're out to get him now, to force his resignation, to impeach and convict him somehow, and get him out before 2020. My question to you is, Do Trump's enemies get him before the election, or does Trump get them in the 2020 election? How do you see it unfolding? 407-916-5400, and the uh, text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. Headlines right now. Alan told you about the tragedy with uh, at least 23 lives lost from tornadoes in Alabama. The president is tweeting about this, and I have this uh, late from the White House. To the great people of Alabama and surrounding areas, please be careful and safe. Tornadoes and storms were truly violent. More could be coming to the families and friends of the victims and to the injured. God bless you all. The president on Twitter from the White House. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories for you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. It was really remarkable at, at CPAC. You really, uh, when the president gets on a roll here, you know, I suppose you could fact-check him here and there and take some issues with it, and I really didn't like the idea that maybe for the first time ever we had a president on mic, you know, uh, you know, Free flow cursing. Yeah. Oh, that too. I've never heard that actually in a presidential speech before, and I don't particularly oh. want to hear it again. No. He actually used the, the used the word. You know, I'd when he talked about BS. I wonder, I wonder if that has happened. I, I, I'm not aware of any precedent for mm. it. Now, a lot of them cussed a blue streak behind closed yeah. doors. Yeah, you know, of course. And uh, and 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 notorious in that regard would have been LBJ. Yeah. Everybody will tell you that. Um, but I think some of the other ones as well, you know, and uh, with what they go through, I can well understand that. But I've never heard it uh, in, in in public. And he said it not once, but twice. Yeah, it's true. And, you know, it, it, he's you know, he's he's really he's really incensed by this all out attempt uh, to take him down and undo, you know, the election and the expressed will of uh, uh, of of 62 million Americans who voted for him and a base that is standing rock solid uh, behind him. Yaffe, what's your reaction to the uh, two-hour, two-minute marathon speech at CPAC by the president? You know, they called uh, Reagan the great communicator. I feel like Trump is the great entertainer. He (laughs) is so good at entertaining a crowd in that situation and getting them fired up for um, what he's all about. It's it's quite amazing to watch, actually. Yeah, it's no, no doubt. He brought a lot of red meat 
uh, to that crowd. Oh, did he ever? And it's interesting because at times he was deadly serious and he was angry, obviously. Yeah. He wouldn't have said the words he said. Uh, but but beyond that, he knows how to wrap that in an entertaining package like nobody else, which mm-hmm. if I'm a Democrat picturing myself debating this man in 2020, I'm thinking, look, at he blew all the Republicans, 16, 17, out the door from little Marco to Lion Ted to low energy Jeb and the rest of them in the primary. They, they could not stay with him. They couldn't handle And he handled Hillary very well uh, at, when it got down to the debates. I mean, he's a nightmare for anybody running against him. There is no question about it. But it's interesting how humorless the Democrats are. And I want you to play a little Bernie Sanders who announced he's running for president again, the socialist Democrat. Um, but he gave his kickoff speech in his hometown of Brooklyn, you know, and uh, like I say, you know, he was he was he was all over Trump bashing, et cetera, et cetera. You know, not a lick of humor. I want to thank all of you for being part of a campaign which is not only going to win the Democratic nomination, going to defeat Donald Trump who is the most dangerous president in modern American history. We are going to transform this country. Principles of our government will not be greed, hatred, and lies. Campaign is going to end all of that. Now, you know. No sense of humor, whatever. But seriously, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Text line incoming on Trump's speech. And my question here, do the Democrats get Trump with all these investigations, or does he get them and win a second term in 2020? Well, one person says the Democrats are about to unleash multiple investigations. I do not believe they're going to get Trump, as a matter of fact. I believe they're going to expose themselves. Uh, Says, I remember when Reagan ran the table, and I believe... um, says, I believe this election in 2020 will go down in history. There you go. More on this later on. We can weigh in on an open mind Monday at 8 o'clock. We have, you know, you, you take over the show for a solid hour. Mike, I'm sorry I cut you off. Do you have something else? Oh, uh, that was just Melissa. She was going to read some more texts. Oh, hit, go, give me text. one. Give me one just to, you know, we'll serve up a little more red meat and then we'll move on. <laughs> I like this one. They say the uh, Trump uh, polls the highest among the poorly educated after CPAC speech. I can see why. Mm. That's our lefty. Yeah, that's the lefty guys. I, I like okay. to give them their voice if they're that's making right. the effort. Yeah, yeah. Just, just sit there quietly in the corner on the left side <laughs> of the 50,000-watt front porch. Quick. Love to have you sidebar. with us. You're so generous, bud. <laughs> bud, sidebar real quick. When you mentioned about politicians and the foul-mouthed speech that just came out of CPAC with Trump, apparently our, it's it's there. It's happened all the way back to, to you know, Abraham Lincoln. But oh, well, well, Obama, I'm talking about within okay. the White House, yes, but in an actual public speech, yes. I'm not aware yes. of it. Oh. Somebody find documentation I, I of that. I'm looking right at it. All right. Uh, there was many places where the, uh, there were assemblies uh, and, and on the Senate floor where just boom bombs, just terrible language. And even to Time Magazine reports by Truman, just the birds for Andrew Jackson. Never heard Parrot. it in public. Never heard it in yep. public. You could be right. Huh? All right. Hey, let's continue. And Alan is back and feeling better. And let's get up to date on the news, shall we? A big weekend for SpaceX and a local teacher in trouble. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando, it's 629. 
Good Monday morning, Orlando. So glad you are with us. In a moment, we're going to get into the extraordinary story of what is happening on the Space Coast. And uh, the star of the show, at least certainly this weekend, has to be SpaceX. Right, Alan? That's right, bud. SpaceX's Crew Dragon has successfully docked with the International Space Station. NASA's Anne McLean and her two fellow Space Station crew members carried out a welcoming ceremony yesterday. Congratulations to all of the teams who made yesterday's launch and today's docking a success. These amazing feats show us not how easy our mission is, but how capable we are of doing hard things. Of course, that uh, beautiful launch occurred early Thursday morning, shortly before 3 Saturday o'clock. Morning. It's Saturday morning. I, you know, I've been away for a while. You've been not well. No, 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 I have no, no excuse. Clue I'm what feeling they... like a million bucks, and I still have got uh, CPAC pronounced wrong. <laughs> anyway, it's Monday, but, right? Go yeah, ahead, Alan. I know there was a launch at some point. The only <laughs> occupant of the Crew Dragon is a dummy named Ripley, but NASA plans to put real astronauts aboard the capsule in July. It'll be the first time in about eight years that astronauts will be sent to the space station from American soil. Since 2011, NASA has been outsourcing its ISS missions to Russia. And the first time ever that it will be done with a commercial enterprise. Yes. Remarkable. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teacher is accused of molesting a student in Osceola County. 20-year-old Fanu Sayed Yassin Asher was arrested Friday after the deputies learned the day before of the alleged incident. The alleged victim is a female student at Boggy Creek Elementary School where the suspect was a substitute teacher Deputies say he confessed, and they're looking to see if there are other possible victims. The U.S. Senate will soon vote on a resolution blocking President Trump's emergency declaration, and several Republican senators have said they'll vote for it. But on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures, Florida GOP Senator Rick Scott said he'll vote against the resolution. And I hope every Republican, I hope the Democrats will take the time, go to the border, and once they do, they have one choice, either vote for border security or go tell border security that you don't care about their safety, and you're telling Americans you don't care about their safety. It's, 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 it's a simple choice, in my opinion. Last month, President Trump declared the national emergency after Congress did not give him $5.7 billion he was demanding to build a wall along the southern border. Last week, the House passed its version of the resolution, which the president has signaled he will veto if it reaches his desk. A pretrial hearing for actor Kevin Spacey is scheduled today in a Massachusetts district courtroom, but he is not required to appear and is not expected to. The actor pleaded not guilty to sexual assault charges in January after being accused of groping an 18-year-old busboy at a restaurant in Nantucket in 2016. Last week, Spacey's defense team filed several new court motions, including asking for cell phone records from the accuser. Lawyers are also requesting copies of fees and retainer agreements between the man and his family and their attorney, arguing the plaintiff has a significant financial motive to lie about the allegations. I'm Mark Mayfield. WFLA News Time is 636. Get these stories and more at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Headlines right now, local headlines, accused cop cutter Mark Heath Lloyd's accused of causing thousands of dollars in damage at the Orange County Jail. Lloyd last week uh, apparently tore a phone off the wall, broke a glass and uh, a TV and an iPod. Um, uh, reportedly nobody was hurt. Now, Lloyd is awaiting trial, of course, for killing his pregnant girlfriend, Sade Dixon, and Orlando Police Lieutenant Deborah Clayton over two years ago. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Sir, ignition, liftoff. About 10 to 3 in the morning on Saturday, while most of us, including the Bud Man on a weekend, were fast asleep. But boy, things are waking up on the Space Coast. You remember when they shut down the shuttle program in July of 2011. I'll never forget it because they launched the last shuttle, the Atlantis, which is now on display at the Kennedy Space Center uh, Visitors Complex. And if you haven't seen it up close, you absolutely need to do it. It is the centerpiece of an extraordinary array of space-related things for you to see and experience over at the KSC uh, Visitors Center. That launch was on my wife and I's wedding anniversary, and we watched it from the Space Coast. After that, I mean, it was, you know, it was a major economic depression on the Space Coast without it. But that is over now. Of course, all of that came in confluence with the economic collapse in 2008, then the last shuttle in 2011. Right. There wasn't much going on, Alan, and it was awful. We hemorrhaged jobs. We lost 10,000 jobs. There was a brain drain. There were people with unique expertise in the space field with nothing to do and no, no way to keep them on the payroll. And now it's all turned around. You go out on the Space Coast, not only are they building subdivisions and single-family homes and apartments all over the place, but there are buildings. I've been reading about this, and it's an extraordinary thing, that are going up all over the place with labels you never would have seen until recent years. SpaceX, Virgin Atlantic, Mm -hmm. Boeing, and ones that you're not familiar with, Relativity Space and Firefly Space. By space. These are smaller rocket companies. It's the most remarkable economic revival, and uh, it's an it's an extraordinary story. And you now have, you know, NASA is still there, and they strike contracts with the likes of SpaceX. Yeah, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos with uh, the Virgin Atlantic company. Now that's uh, Richard Branson. It Virgin, is. It is. But uh, it, it's remarkable, and now. The manned space program is about to be revived. We've just had the very first uh, commercial company, SpaceX, send supplies up to the uh, space station. And we're going to put astronauts in space at the hands of a private company. This is the very best of our capitalist system and American free enterprise. Yeah, I was thinking it's quintessentially American to see a private enterprise competing and having the freedom to innovate and do amazing things out there. It, it really is quite something to see. I, and, I, I like it a lot. And think about the innovations that we've experienced uh, in our day-to-day life from the space program over the years, going back yeah. you know, to the earliest flights. And, uh, the it was thing- Teflon frying pans and tang yeah. you know, for breakfast, for orange juice, right? You know, the things like, you know... And a lot more. Things we take uh, for granted today, you know, calculators didn't exist before that, sure. and and uh, the advances in computer technology, a lot of that you can attribute to the space program. Growing crystals in space that they can use for medical purposes on Earth. I mean, it's just it's just remarkable. There's always a great return on investment when it comes to the space program. And what's happening right here, you know, we're kind of ground zero for this in Central Florida, and particularly for you folks who are on the eastern end of our listening area out toward the Cape. What an exciting time this must be for you. Yeah, and it's good to see because, like you said, it was just a few years ago when it seemed like, you know, the doors were shut, the lights were out, and we were just not going to have anything close to this anytime soon. And then we let private companies get in there and uh, doing a really great job. And then you're going to have a ripple effect in here in the Orlando area. For instance, UCF is going to attract 
more technology students who want to train here and be a part of uh, what's happening on the Space Coast. It, it is amazing how it does ripple out, Alan. Point well taken. And, of course, you know, for, for, um, for the likes of Lockheed, you know, it's a major installation here. Times are good, again, related to all of this. Now, let me ask you, gang, you know, you're all ready to talk about the lousy Democrats and all of this, but you have an appetite for really great local news. If you do, give us your take on what is happening on the Space Coast. And, of course, the latest exhibit was the groundbreaking SpaceX mission over the weekend, and they've successfully docked at the space station, uh, leading the way toward the return of U.S. astronauts to space. We'll no longer have to pay $80 million a pop to get one of our astronauts up and back on a Russian spacecraft. Right there, we're saving money. There you go. Hello. There you go. All right, 407-916-5400. This important local headline, the community is rallying behind a wounded Orlando police officer. Two fundraisers were held over the weekend for Officer Kevin Valencia, who remains in a coma after he was shot in the head while on duty over eight months ago. More than $20,000 raised by a softball tournament in Barnett Park and a cookout at the Winter Gardens Elk Club. We wish Officer Kevin Valencia and his family and his wide circle of co-workers and friends all the very best. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning here and Good Morning Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Google Home to play News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Put a capper on the uh, story of the economic revival on the Space Coast here. Um, you know, all coming to prominence once again with the groundbreaking achievements of the SpaceX mission to the space station over the weekend. Um, I was reading that during the the heyday of NASA, you know, before all the private enterprise, SpaceX and the others came along, they averaged on the Space Coast when times were good about four and a half launches of one kind or another a year. They're on the cusp of 50 a year now, mm. and in the next couple of years, if things continue, and there is no reason to believe they will not, um, there'll be more than 100 launches of one kind or another, not all with astronauts, of course, uh, at the complex out on Cape Canaveral, the Kennedy Space Center complex. And adding to all this is the uh, involvement, as we've talked about, of private enterprise and the competition that that uh, engenders. Sure, and the cost savings with the technological innovation. SpaceX, you know, and again, this time, it's now become routine. First time we saw it, it was the most extraordinary thing to actually land the spent first stage on a platform floating off the Florida coast in the ocean, mm -hmm. you know, and they did it again, you know? It really is amazing every time I watch it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and still got, amazed. And you've got these people like Elon Musk really thinking out of the box and coming up with these ideas. Yeah, what's coming in on the text line? What's coming in there, Yaffe? Yeah, one person said, it's a new day in America. Our manned space program is coming back. Go NASA, go SpaceX, go Boeing, go Space Coast, go MAGA. <laughs> now, the issue of Tang came up with one of the textures. I want you to share that, and it prompted me to ask Melissa during the break to do a little research, okay, on this powdered orange juice, okay? Now, what's the texture saying? Okay, first of all, the texture is correct, said Tang was on sale before the space program, but sales took off when they included it. That is correct. Uh, as I confirmed with you over the break, 
It was created back in 1959 is when it hit the market. Okay, 57 is when they put it together. And right at right. the dawn mm-hmm. of the space program, before we, we had put a man in space in the right. late 50s, we had named the Mercury seven astronauts and et cetera. But then you say there was one key flight that included Tang. That's right. Made all the difference. NASA said, you know what, John Glenn, here you go. Have some Tang. And he brought brought it on that Mercury flight in 1962. And then after that, Gemini missions as well. And that's when the boost really took off uh, for Tang. Well, and now they're making three flavors. Did you know that? It's all, did, are you kidding me that there's there's not only orange Tang? Wait yeah, a minute. There's three flavors. But go ahead. I, I don't Alan? know if I can accept this. Wait a minute. I, no, no, I need to interrupt here. Oh, oh okay. Uh, I, you what know? other flavors of Tang are out there now? Well, you got your grape. You got your tangerine. You got your hibiscus tea flavor. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> what was the last one? <laughs> hibiscus tea. Hibiscus tea. Does, tea doesn't, doesn't Tang need to be oh, orange? Man. I don't You know what? My mother used to take great pride in giving me fresh-squeezed orange juice when I was a kid, you know? Oh, It'd yeah. squeeze yeah. that thing by right. hand on that glass thing. And it ruined me for orange juice. I wouldn't have anything but Tang because the astronauts were drinking right. Tang. Well, you know, huh. Tang being on that uh, that space flight, I mean, it's all about product placement. It really was. Like in movies and TV. <laughs> yeah. And I'm expecting at some point the uh, folks who are flying on these uh, various rockets to start displaying uh, emblems on their suit, just like a NASCAR <laughs> I, driver. I, I thought it was already covered. Yeah, they're gonna have gooding powder on one yeah. side. You know, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. And by the way, have you seen how streamlined the SpaceX space suits are? Mm-hmm. Right. They're not these big bulky things we're all used to seeing. And by the way, if you want to relive, you know, the greatest triumph in the history of the U.S. space program. Linda and I saw it on IMAX at Alamon. It's only going to be there for a week. It's the new Apollo 11 movie. It is amazing. Saw it over the weekend. It's all original footage, and you will see things you've never seen, you know, with the first moon landing. And it's it's a fantastic production on IMAX, and I recommend you see it there. Point Orlando has it as well in the south end of town. Elon Musk already did a product placement with his Tesla. Yes. When he launched that into space. Oh, that was right. Mm -hmm. The red Tesla with the astronaut on board. You know, headed for <laughs> deep space. Hey, Alan, what do we got for the folks just checking in right now looking for a news update at the top of the 7 o'clock hour? Unfortunately, out of Alabama, the story of some deadly tornadoes. And also the uh, state legislature is getting ready to gather in Tallahassee for a new session starting tomorrow. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 6.59. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Hope you had a fabulous weekend. Thanks for being up and at them early with us here at 7 o'clock as we give you our latest look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic. Here and now on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning deadly tornadoes hit Alabama. More in one minute. A new report is out on violence in Florida public schools. You need to hear this, and you will next on Good Morning Orlando. A tornado in southeastern Alabama killed at least 23 people yesterday, with that number expected to rise. The damage is uh, significant. Uh, I would put it in the category of catastrophic. Uh, based on the destruction of the homes we've seen. That's Jay Jones, sheriff of Lee County, Alabama, thought to be the hardest-hit area. 
Authorities said they had to stop searching for survivors overnight out of safety concerns, but Sheriff Jones says they'll start looking again this morning. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Florida legislature convenes tomorrow, and one of their first jobs is a rewrite of the medical marijuana law. A judge says the existing law violates a constitutional amendment on medical marijuana approved by voters in 2016 because it does not allow patients to smoke their meds. Governor Ron DeSantis wants lawmakers to fix it. I think a lot of voters were frustrated that that they don't think that it has been. They think there's been a lot of foot dragging. And so uh, my job is to, when the people speak, you know, you you have to listen. DeSantis also wants that new law approved by the middle of the month. If lawmakers refuse, the governor says he will end the state's legal appeal, which means smoking would be allowed under an existing court order. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1 WFLA. In Washington, the Republican leader of the House is defending President Trump against impeachment talks. On ABC's This Week, Kevin McCarthy dismissed Democratic Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler's plans to investigate whether Trump merits impeachment. Congressman Nadler decided to impeach the president the day the president won the election. He talks about impeachment before he even became chairman, and then he says you've got to persuade people to get there. Nadler says he plans to request documents from officials close to the White House to begin making his case for impeachment to the American people. An Ohio teenager who got vaccinated despite his mother's opposition will testify before Congress this week. Ethan Lindenberger announced on Twitter he'll testify tomorrow before a Senate committee about the importance of vaccinations. The 18-year-old made headlines late last year when he asked on Reddit if he could be vaccinated as an adult. Lindenberger wrote that he had not been vaccinated for anything and that his parents, quote, think vaccines are some kind of government scheme. The Orlando Magic's frustrating pattern of beating good teams and losing to bad ones continued over the weekend. They followed up big wins over Toronto and Golden State with a 107-93 loss at Cleveland yesterday. The Magic gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter. Forward Aaron Gordon. Yeah, we just couldn't get it going all night defensively. Uh, we just weren't tied together. We weren't in the spots. Uh, it's, it's frustrating. Especially not a game that, that we wanted. A game that they wanted. It didn't seem like they wanted it very no, much. No, it did not. When you cough up 40 in the fourth quarter. Orlando still, however, occupies the eighth and final playoff spot in the NBA's Eastern Conference, but just barely. WFLA News time is 7.06. It's ranked as the worst tourist attraction in the world. Find out what it is online at WFLAOrlando.com. No, it's not Mr. Hedinger's Wild Ride. (laughs) Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe. Great to have Allen back and fully recovered from that nasty bug, but you know I'm a sucker for a great tease, and that was one. Now, all I want to do is go to the website and find out what the worst tourist attraction in the world is. Well, you're not that busy, are you? No, i got nothing to do here. Come on. Uh, Actually, I've got something very, very important to get into, and alongside my co-host, Alan Spector, the Bud Man here with our executive producer, Yaffe, and taking your phone calls on a matter of great import, I hope you will agree, will be Melissa, 407-916-5400, our toll-free 866-916-5400, the text line 23680, standard message and data rates apply there. I noted over the weekend, and a lot of folks would have missed it, you know, because, you know, the Sentinel online over the weekend is not exactly on a Saturday well-read, but I earmarked this and said, oh, my goodness, when I got into it, I need to share this on Monday morning. 
Um, the headline, Florida school violence lessens but is still high in Orange and other counties. This is from the Florida Department of Education, and we have some numbers that will pin your ears back about the number of violent incidents in our public schools in this state. This is unacceptable. We need to talk about what is causing this to be an ongoing horrendous problem. Kids and teachers shouldn't have to put up with this in a school environment. And and then, in some cases, the alarmingly low percentage in this report of those violent incidents that get reported to police. Stay with me on this. We're going to, all four of us, give you the highlights or disturbing lowlights of this report on school violence in the public schools of the state we call home. Right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic, which we will do here in two minutes on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. Headlining this local sports note Pro Football, the Orlando Apollos, now the only undefeated team in the Alliance of American Football. They improved to 4 0 with a 20 11 victory in the snow, of all things, at Salt Lake City on Saturday night. The Apollos travel to Birmingham this Saturday to take on the now 3-1 Iron. Updates at least every 10 minutes and our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henninger, Alan Spector, and Michael Yaffe on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. We've always known we have a problem with too much violence in our public schools. And the stats bear it out that are now in from the Florida Department of Education. They claim that most of these stats actually show an improving trend, but the numbers are still alarmingly high. What is driving this? What do we do about it? Nobody in a school environment of learning should have to put up with the threat and the reality of violence at this level. Now, we had the Parkland Commission that made a lot of recommendations about not only how do we stop the next, God forbid, mass shooting in a school, but, you know, what what needs to be done in the interest of school safety? What needs to be done in the area of zero tolerance for this kind of behavior by students? Uh, And now the DeSantis grand jury is going to spend a full year investigating this and looking very deeply, we are told, and I hope and pray it is so, into every single school district in this state and holding them accountable for where they are on school safety and dealing with kids prone to violence. Um, It's interesting, on some of these stats, on a rotating basis, the three of us, the four of us are going to share with you, uh, I see the scourge of these Obama-era promise programs. We had that issue down in Parkland, and, 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 and it was a problem. Nicholas Cruz kept on, you know, uh, getting an opportunity to, to to return to the school, as much trouble as he had caused, et cetera. And the whole theory with these programs was that, okay, uh, let, let's give these kids a break and not call the cops all the time to intervene, keep it bottled up in the school system, let them try to deal with it. Don't want to give these troublemaking kids a, a bad record and a bad start on life. So, and this is what you get. But listen to this. This is statewide The number of total incidents of violence in Florida public schools, this is last year, um, more than 71,000, of which 23,000 were reported to police, about one-third. That is statewide 
the total number of incidents. And statewide, the incidents of fighting totaled more than 19,000. Those reported to law enforcement, less than 1,900, so that's less than 10%. Yeah, when it comes to incidents of physical attack, there were over 9,000, and those reported to law enforcement were just 851. Wow, that's a small percentage. Melissa? Well, here we go with threat and intimidation, almost almost 5,000 attacks, and just a little under 2,000 were reported to law enforcement. About 40% there. What about incidents of disruption on campus? More than 3,300, 2,600 reported to police. Almost 3,000 incidents of bullying and just over 300 reported. Again, we're looking at a 10% rate there. And when it comes to other major offenses, about 2,400 total incidents and only 770 reported. In our public schools, drug use, possession, um, and, and this would not include alcohol, separate category, 6,800 statewide and 5,700 reported to the cops. And harassment, 1,600 or so. Oh, Melissa, did I skip you? Right past me. It's yeah, okay. I'm ahead. the only girl. Stop it. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Go this ahead. This is actually an important one, too, this, or I would have let it go. But under battery, over 2,300 incidents and Every one of them was reported to law enforcement. That's interesting. I'd like to get the backstory on why the, the stats are 100% there on battery. Um, and again, drug use, possession, 6,800, uh, 5,700 reported to cops. Yeah, more than uh, 1,600 cases of harassment, only about 160 reported. Again, about 10% are reported out of the actual number of incidents. Yeah, and looking at sexual-related uh, offenses... When it comes to sexual assault, 54 total incidents, 23 reported. Sexual battery, 42 total, uh, 42 reported. So got to do something with the battery, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to sexual harassment, 2,000, uh, almost 2,100 total, and 482 reported. And sex offenses, about 14 or about 1,500 total, and 694 reported. Less than half. I've got larceny, theft, uh, motor vehicle, and fourteen. Let's see, fourteen hundred uh, incidents, eight hundred and fifteen reported. What about incidents of weapons possession in our public schools statewide? About one thousand three hundred and fifty, and they claim all of those were reported to the cops. So at least that is encouraging. There were more than seven hundred cases of vandalism. Less than three hundred reported to law enforcement. Yaffe, you got another one, or are we done? Uh, are we moving on to Orange County? Yeah, we will in a moment. Yeah. All right, I want to give you the Orange County stats, but I'd like to, we'd just like to get your reaction to the stats we gave you. They're telling us that these are better than they have been. Who do you blame? What do you blame for the ongoing, frighteningly, and unacceptably high level of violent incidents in our school, and in some cases, the low percentage that this report indicates ever get reported to the cops. Orange County coming up and your input. Welcome 407-916-5400. The text line 23680. We'll get to it right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining another exciting local sports note, the UCF men's basketball team coming off what may be the biggest win in school history. The Knights knocked off 8th-ranked Houston 69-64 on the road Saturday. That stopped the Cougars' 
33-game home winning streak, the longest in the nation. How about that? Go Knights! Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. We've given you the statewide stats on the incidence of violence in our public schools. We're about to focus exclusively on our biggest school district within the sound of my voice, and one of the biggest in the country, Orange County. But first of all, and this could not be more relevant and better timed, Zeke, good morning. You're on Good Morning Orlando from Orlando, and you used to work for the Orange County schools, right, Zeke? Hey, absolutely, bud, I did. Uh, I worked at the school for five and a half years. Did a 30-year career in law enforcement, went back to the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the problems I found out after I left it the second time was due to the Promise Program put in effect during the Barack Obama years where uh, they, would, they were under-reporting minority incidents of violence and so forth. I had a dean that, at the school to tell me, this is not a pipeline to the jail. I'm like, where have I heard that before? It didn't make sense till we heard about the Promise Program from the Stormont Douglas, where a lot of stuff was not reported that probably could have prevented a lot of tragedy. Right. So, so what, are, like, what, are, what are your thoughts as you hear the stats statewide on violence in public schools? Does it ring true from your experience wherever you were working? Yes, it did. And I'm, I'm hoping the new governor would, you know, I heard that he was going to look into that. They would pull all that back. And it should be equal, equal protection under the law, no matter what you're raised. It's like back in the day, we grew up with Beretta. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime, you know. And that's yeah. why I, it, it's good for minorities to have the choice, school choice. If you're in a failing school where they're not, you know, your kids are in danger and fear to go out right. of bullying, they can pull them out, take their funds, and put them in a private school. I got grandkids, and it's like I'm not – I don't want them to take a – a beat down or a bullet just for political purposes. It should be, you know, put them in a safe environment where they can learn. You Boy, know, I got to tell you, right. you, you and I are in the same wavelength here. You know, we're all over school choice and all over the problems uh, that we're experiencing because of the, the Promise Program concept. Zeke, you're awesome. Thank you so much for what you've added to the conversation. The Florida Department of Education, county by county, on incidents of school violence and the number of those that are reported to police. Let's focus on Orange County right now. District-wide, last year, total number of violent incidents of all kinds, about 4,400, about 1,000 reported to police, only about 23%. And Orange County was like in the top four among Florida's counties. Uh, uh, when it comes to the individual category of fighting, more than 1,900 incidents of fighting reported in Orange County schools. How many reported to law enforcement? 41. And similar to fighting, this is physical attack. Uh, there were 45 incidents, but only 13 reported. Melissa? Yeah, threat and intimidation. We have 67 incidents and less than half, 31, have been reported to authorities. And again, this is Orange County only. Uh, Incidents of disruption in campus, 53-24 reported to police, slightly less than half. Almost 150 incidents of bullying in Orange County schools. How many reported to law enforcement? Four. When looking at other major offenses, 82 total um, incidents, only 28 reported now again we're in the category of battery and apparently they have to immediately uh, notify law enforcement because 38 incidents 
uh, in Orange County on record, 38 reported to the uh, law enforcement. All right. What about drug use and possession here? Uh, total 461 incidents in Orange County, 373 reported. More than 200 cases of harassment, only seven reported to police. And then speaking of harassment, when talking about sexual harassment, there were 523 total incidents and only 79 reported. And then sex offenses, 107 total incidents, only 48 reported. Wow. We've got larceny, theft, motor vehicle, 56 incidents, 20 of them on record. Weapons possession, 205 incidents in Orange County, all reported, they say, to the cops. Vandalism, seven cases in Orange County, none reported to law enforcement. All right, that's that's what we have there from the Department of Education here. And let's go to the phones, and then we'll do a quick check on the text line incoming. Uh, Julia, good morning. Welcome to this important conversation from Winter Garden. Hello, Julia. Hey, how are you this morning? We're doing well. We hope you are, too. Well, thank you for taking my call. Um, what I have to report is is that when I was in my own house, a friend that was visiting my stepson's, uh, I went. To, I walked down the steps to my house, in my house, and the boy was saying to my stepson's, "We can do what we want. Our records are sealed until we're 18." And how does that relate to incidents of school violence reported and unreported in our public schools? That's the well, topic. That's in schools anywhere, you know. That's in schools. I understand where you're coming from. Text line, Yaffe. Yeah, one person says, uh, I'm a career fighter, firefighter, retired with lots of experience. Says, I lay all responsibilities on bad parenting, period. Another person said, my daughter broke up a fight at Melbourne High and got a shiner because the on-site cops refused to get involved. Further, we have, I blame the parents and social media. The behavior at school is a reflection of bad parenting. And another one, which I'm not sure about, the problem in school is we ignore the fact that mental illness exists in our children. I kind of disagree with that comment. I think we're over-medicating our kids, and that's also an issue. But something not related to what we're talking about today. Yeah, understand understand where you're coming from, but we welcome all points of view here. And um, I don't know whether this is something you're going (laughs) to run into anywhere else, but I found it this weekend, and I wanted to share it with you. Uh, Thanks, gang, for... um, for taking everybody through that along with me, and thanks for your input. Super important story here. And i got to tell you, the one you read, Yaffe, that's the tough one. You know, bad parenting, that's a tough nut to crack. You know, I don't think we're turning that ship around. Um, but uh, Yeah, unfortunately not. But I, but I think we've lowered the bar on what we will tolerate in our schools, and that has got to stop. Uh, news at the bottom of the hour, Alan. What's ahead? Uh, Bud, we're a step closer to manned space flight and why the EPA is digging up a yard in Brevard County. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, in just two minutes. It's 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. View with us earlier. We're talking about the great revival on the Space Coast, driven by private enterprise spaceships, one of which made some history over the weekend, right, Alan? That is correct, bud. SpaceX is one step closer to sending astronauts into space. CEO and lead designer Elon Musk says the successful liftoff of the Crew Dragon spacecraft from the Cape early Saturday morning was grueling. A little emotionally exhausted because uh, uh, that was super stressful, but it worked. I think Elon knows how to relax, though. 
The Crew Dragon reached the International Space Station on Sunday. The unmanned rocket from Musk's space company is the first ever private spacecraft designed to take astronauts into orbit. It blasted off aboard a Falcon 9 rocket carrying 400 pounds of cargo for the ISS crew and a life-size test dummy named Ripley. SpaceX says the Crew Dragon could start carrying astronauts later this year if it can make a successful splash landing in the Atlantic this Friday. And we we have no reason to believe they won't. No. Ripley, I guess, is named for what? Character in uh, the Alien movies, I was told. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. They wondered about Ripley. Yeah, if you were wondering. And did you know that they also had a little stuffed animal on board that was the zero gravity detector? No. Yeah. When it started floating, you'd reach zero gravity. No fancy dials needed. I'm not kidding. That's exactly the deal. It's a little round thing with a funny expression on its face. That was how they knew you'd reach zero gravity. That's Elon Musk for you. Got yeah. a bobber. There you go. Cost about a buck. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A Brevard County woman's backyard could offer some clues behind an apparent rise in cancer cases around Patrick Air Force Base. The EPA was in South Patrick Shores last week collecting soil samples outside the home of Sandra Sullivan. The agency says early results show no hazardous substances, but more samples will be collected in a few months when the weather gets warmer. Sullivan says she's paying for independent soil testing to compare to the EPA's findings. President Trump's summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un in Vietnam this week ended without a deal. On Fox's Sunday Morning Futures, Florida GOP Senator Rick Scott said, he supports the president's negotiating tactics. In business, you know that you have to walk away from deals a lot. That's that's the way what happens. Often before you get a deal, you have to walk away from it. I think the president did the right thing. He walked away because he is not getting what he wanted out of the deal. And I'm, I'm proud of him for doing that. The U.S. and North Korea offer differing accounts of what caused the talks to break down. President Trump said negotiations collapsed because North Korea had insisted that all sanctions be lifted in exchange for closing its main nuclear facility. North Korea said it had only demanded partial sanctions relief in exchange for closing that facility. A pretrial hearing for actor Kevin Spacey is set for today in Massachusetts, but Spacey is not required to appear. The Oscar-winning actor pleaded not guilty to sexual assault charges in January after being accused of groping an 18-year-old busboy at a restaurant in Nantucket in 2016. And elsewhere, the host of Comedy Central's Daily Show is catching heat for what critics say was a racist joke about India and Pakistan's fighting in Kashmir. Trevor Noah said a war between the nuclear-armed countries would probably be the most entertaining of all time and that Indian soldiers would go into battle dancing Bollywood style. Because the Indian soldiers would run out on the battlefield and they'd be like, time for you to die! An Indian actress called Noah's comments ignorant and racist. Most of the criticisms were posted on Twitter. Noah responded, I'm sorry this hurts you and others. That's not what I was trying to do. That's the only nuclear war joke I think I've ever heard. <laughs> there's, there's no line anymore. I think it was pretty funny, to be honest. And the singing was spot on. Everything, everything offends everybody. I know. Or somebody, anyway. <laughs> the most popular time to visit New Orleans is upon us as Mardi Gras begins this week. As the beads and banners fly tomorrow, Fat Tuesday, more than a million people will be visiting the city. And New Orleans health officials are saying... Celebrators should prioritize their health and safety above all. They recommend some quick tips to consider leading up to and on the day of Mardi Gras. Make sure to plan accordingly so you're familiar with your surroundings and who you'll be traveling with. 
Drink in moderation. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's. I, I think that's illegal. Isn't that yeah. illegal during Mardi Gras? If you drink in moderation, what I is think, the point? I think they lock you up. What is the point? <laughs> I don't know. Beads. What do beads. they think happens there? They just go and have Bible study and uh, yeah, <laughs> they, good old time. They do say make sure you stay hydrated and. This is very important. Be mindful of thrown objects. Beads, if, beads. Yes, yeah, sometimes people are injured when beads are thrown in their face. <laughs> Finally, police in Minnesota say they got a call of a suspicious person, but it turned out to be something quite harmless. The police department in Jordan said they were notified last week of a man standing motionless outside a home, wearing no coat in the cold and hugging a pillow. Wow. When officers showed up, they found it was actually a cutout of the infomercial personality, My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell. The department wrote on Facebook, those cardboard cutouts can look lifelike from a distance. <laughs> they thought he was freezing to death in yeah. the front yard. Uh. Just hugging that pillow. <laughs> they also, I love it. They always said it's better to call police if you're not sure. <laughs> I don't know if it's a cutout or not, but the My Pillow guy is standing outside in the cold. I think this was a scheme by the My Pillow people to get more attention. I love I the PR marketing. and marketing department. <laughs> well, yeah. It did occur in his home state, I believe. They yeah. do manufacture this stuff in Minnesota. Uh, he right. always says that. He always says that. By the way, he was a speaker at um, at CPAC over the weekend. He was? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. He's a real conservative. He turned his life around. He was hooked on cocaine. He oh, was yeah. hooked on... We did talk about yeah, this, we... but it's true. Mm -hmm. um, oh. and, on, 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 you didn't just make it up. No. <laughs> For once. I'm a vault of useless you information. Know, you know the crew I'm working with here. They're liable to try to sucker me into right. anything. But he used to be hooked on booze and hooked on cocaine, turned his life around, become a tremendous force for good, as well as an extraordinary example of what our capitalistic system enables an enterprising person to accomplish. And he gives back by hiring other recovering addicts. Yeah, he's a remarkable guy. guy. And it guy. was not him freezing to death on his front yard, <laughs> hugging a pillow for dear life. Just a cardboard cutout. Good stuff, Alan. Thank you. All right. All right. My co-host, Alan Spector, back with news whenever it breaks. Top of the hour. And uh, uh, stay tuned on that score. In a moment, all aboard the Trump train. Did you catch his two-hour-plus speech at CPAC? Highlights coming up and more right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes for you on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines, especially for those of you just joining, uh, an outbreak of uh, killer tornadoes has killed nearly two dozen people in eastern Alabama, and officials believe the statistic right now, 23 dead, may change, and the number may go up. The hardest-hit areas of Alabama appear to be around Beauregard. That's about 55 miles east of Montgomery. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio 93.1, this is Good Morning Orlando. I want to chum the waters a little bit unashamedly for our Open Mind Monday segment, and I hope some of you will call or text with the answer to this question. The Democrats un unveiling more investigations of Trump. I think they feel they won't beat him in the 2020 election. They've got nobody who can do it, so they're going to try to take them out beforehand. Will they succeed or not? And will Trump wind up getting the Democrats by becoming a two-term president in 2020? To CPAC we go, the Conservative Political Action Conference in the Washington area over the weekend, highlighted by the president, the longest speech ever given by any president at CPAC, 
And uh, it was two hours and two minutes, mostly off the prompter. Here is the president as only he can do it. You're energized, you mobilize, and you're engaged. Collusion with Russia, the collusion delusion. Unfortunately, you put the wrong people in a couple of positions, and they leave people for a long time that shouldn't be there. And all of a sudden, they're trying to take you out with bull****, okay? We will always defend America's borders. Our immigration system is so broken, folks. The New Green Deal, or whatever the hell they call it. The Green New Deal, right? I encourage it. I think, to, I think it's really something that they should promote. I just want to be the Republican that runs against them. Could that be? We believe in the American dream, not in the socialist nightmare. Democrat lawmakers have totally abandoned the American mainstream, but that's going to be good for us in 2020. They're embracing open borders, socialism, and extreme late-term abortion. We're going to do it, I think, again in 2020, and the numbers are going to be even bigger. Two hours and two minutes. All I heard over the weekend was reporters who were with him in Hanoi for the summit that didn't quite work the way we thought it might. The president walked away and needed to do it. And everybody, they were all saying, oh, we're so jet-lagged and tired, we can hardly do our Sunday shows. This man is 72 years old. He was the point man on the summit. He traveled halfway around the world and all the way back and stood up on his feet for over two hours, mostly free-form, no script at all. Democrats fear we're not going to beat him in the election. We got to try to take him out now. So there's one investigation after another coming. And Trump was talking about that at CPAC as well. So they don't have anything with Russia. There's no collusion. So now they go and morph into let's inspect every deal he's ever done. We're going to go into his finances. We're going to check his deals. We're going to check. These people are sick. Right now, we have people in Congress that hate our country. You want to talk about it on Open Mind Monday? Be ready in our 8 o'clock hour to sound off. Are the Democrats going to get Trump before 2020? Is he going to get him in 2020? How do you see it unfolding? We'll be talking about it. Headlines right now are talking about the president at CPAC. Um, this must be killing NBC because they got a new poll out right now that shows the president's approval rating on the way up. It's NBC News Wall Street um, Journal poll now. Approval rating 46% up from 43 in January. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories throughout the morning just for you here on Good Morning Orlando. Welcome to the 50,000-watt front porch. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Good morning, Orlando. Monday edition. You're on the 50,000-watt front porch. The Bud Man, my co-host Alan Spector, executive producer Mike Yaffe, and Melissa Fox will be screening your calls on Open Mind Monday, coming up here in just a moment. But we have solved a problem here with the dawning of the new year on WFLA. For those of you who say, love you guys in the morning, but hey, what are you going to give me on the way home in the afternoon? Have you checked out Yaffe's new show, P.M. Orlando from 5 to 6. Yaffe, 
You're having the time of your life doing this show, and you're doing a great job. You know, Bud, I come back to this station. I slave over to do not one but two shows. Okay. okay. And right. people okay. should what, you know, pay shows? me back oh. and actually listen. Wow. Uh, tear in my eye and choked up with emotion. I, 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 with emotion. <laughs> I didn't know that we were going to turn him into a martyr here. I have no room for me in the studio uh, with this I big ego. I sacrifice so much, <laughs> and they need to pay me back by listening at 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. And oh, I wow. forgot to bring my violin in this morning. <laughs> He's actually got that somewhere. We use it now and then along with the crickets. Oh, uh, but anyway, the, the best in conservative talk, but all, all the information you need, live reports on breaking stories, local, national, you name it, traffic and weather, PM Orlando, 5 until 6. Problem solved. There you go. <laughs> Open Mind Monday, your take on any topic. Get in early, 407 or hit that text line at 23680. Tornadoes kill almost two dozen people in Alabama, and state lawmakers prepare to gather in Tallahassee for the new legislative session. Those stories and others, along with traffic and weather together, in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8 o'clock. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, and W226BT Orlando. News Radio 93.1 WFLA and iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Monday at 8 o'clock as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here and now for you on News Radio 93.1 WFLA FM and AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this morning. Tornadoes cause death and destruction. Details in one minute. What's on your mind this morning? It's Open Mind Monday. Time for you to sound off next on Good Morning Orlando. Nearly two dozen people are dead after tornadoes hit eastern Alabama. The death toll is at 23, but Lee County Sheriff Jay Jones says that could rise as a search for survivors continues. Uh, we're going to uh, organize uh, search areas and quadrants, and we're going to uh, get start a um, a more intensive search in the morning and cover areas that we've already covered and in some additional areas as well uh, that uh, primarily in the area where the, where the damage is, is most significant. Authorities have been using drones with heat-seeking technology to locate victims. At least two tornadoes hit Lee County yesterday afternoon. The hardest-hit area appears to be around Beauregard. That's about 55 miles east of Montgomery. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. State lawmakers are gathering in Tallahassee for the annual legislative session that begins tomorrow. House Speaker Jose Oliva says health care and higher education are his biggest concerns during the upcoming legislative session. The two issues that Floridians and Americans are most controlled by nowadays financially are their health care, number one reason for bankruptcy, and student loans, number one debt for young people. Senate President Bill Galvano says his big issue this year is infrastructure. And when I refer to infrastructure, I'm not just talking about roadways, talking about broadband access, sewer access, water access. Galvano also wants to start building three new superhighways to speed up hurricane evacuations and open the interior parts of the state for new development. In Tallahassee, Rick Flagg, News Radio 93.1, WFLA. Sounds like spend, spend, spend to me. We'll see how it unfolds when. Tomorrow? Tomorrow in Tallahassee. Right. In Washington, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee is preparing to request documents in an obstruction of justice investigation of President Trump. On ABC's This Week, New York Democrat Gerald Nadler said the document requests will be going out today for more than 60 different entities, such as the White House and Department of Justice, 
and individuals such as Donald Trump Jr. and Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg. We've seen uh, abuses of power and obstruction of justice. Uh, all of these have to be investigated and laid out to the American people. Nadler says it's very clear the president obstructed justice, and he said the investigation goes far beyond collusion with Russia. Good topic for Open Mind Monday. How do you feel about these endless investigations of President Trump? Coming up. Tell you how he feels. He feels he's been persecuted during his time in office. On Twitter yesterday, Trump said after two years of what he calls presidential harassment, the only things that have been proven is that Democrats and others broke the law. According to Trump, quote, the hostile Cohen testimony given by a liar to reduce his prison time proved no collusion. The Magic gave up 40 points in the fourth quarter and lost to the lowly Cavaliers at Cleveland yesterday, 107 to 93. Orlando head coach Steve Clifford. We're not blessed with, uh, you know, great overall offensive talent. We're just not. And tonight, first time in a long, long time, we just not ready to play. And they were, and they did a good job, not to take anything away from them. Now to recap, over the past week or so, the Magic have beaten the Toronto Raptors, the Golden State Warriors, and the Indiana Pacers, three of the winningest teams in the NBA's, while losing to the Bulls, the Knicks, and now the Cavaliers, three of the worst teams in the NBA. Makes me crazy. You see it in the NBA more than any other league. You know, some some nights they just don't play hard. And if I'm a fan paying good money, mm. you know, I, I have the right to demand, I think, maximum effort. And, and I, I don't know how you feel about it. might be a great topic to weigh in on. Uh, this goes on not just with the Magic, but all teams in the NBA, I think, more than any other league, where they just occasionally just back off the gas and phone it in, but the ticket price is the same as if they're playing hard. Uh, if you want to weigh in on that, 407-916-5400, or text me at 23680. Yaffe is a longtime Magic fan. Looks like you're snuggling up to the mic here to say something on that score. Well, I was just going to say, I think part of the problem is there's too many games in the NBA, I've thought for a long time that they need to uh, lessen the amount of games. For instance, a lot of times they play like back-to-back nights, and I just think that makes for a worse product in, for the fans. Would you rather like in, uh, the NFL where you just have a weekend game every yeah, weekend I don't, I, for yeah, 16 I don't know. weeks? I think we need to get out that violin, the one we're going to use for Yaffe, who has to do two shows every day. You know, for these poor NBA yeah. players. Yeah, yeah it's true. I mean, we're they are not... making millions of dollars, so it's hard to yeah. complain, but, you know. You know, and the baseball, though, plays, you know, twice that many games. Mm-hmm. They've talked about cutting that back. When you do that, it destroys all the statistical comparisons to prior players, which is part yeah, of point. what attracts people to the game. So, so-and-so breaks so-and-so's record. Well, all of that's out the window if you change the number of games. I don't think that's right. I don't think that can happen. Plus, if you do that... Players will have to settle for making less money because there'll be less coming in. Well, that yeah. would be basketball, right? Because you said baseball, and they already extended it, so every record's got an asterisk next to it as it is. Yeah, I don't like that. No, it's a mess. You know, they, but, well, they, they added a few games a number of years ago, but that's been a long time. It hasn't changed. Anyway, what else is going on? Are we done? Uh, just about. I just need to tell you what time it is. WFLA news time is 8.09. Am I that pathetic that I can't handle that on my own? Well, (laughs) I'm here for you, bud. Thanks, Alan. A man stranded in snow for five days survives on Taco Bell sauce packets. Oh, man. That story is online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. 
The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. I think I'd rather be dead <laughs> than be my, my sole nutrition coming from Taco, Taco Bell's Bell. sauce it's packets. Good to have you back, Alan. You were Thanks. bitten by a bad bug last week, but you got your A game back. We, it's great to have you here. Just some kind of nasty cold that just would not go away. Yeah. I, I'm not used to that. I don't get sick very often. And usually when I do, it just comes and goes rather quickly. This was a whole different thing. Yeah, well, it's good to have you back. And we always appreciate how versatile Melissa is. And uh, she slipped right into the chair and, uh, you know, kept bringing us the news here. So uh, Melissa Fox is screening your calls for Open Mind Monday. Trump at CPAC, two hours plus. No Democrat can stay with this guy when they get into debates and on the stump or whatever else. Uh, Is Trump going to win a second term? The Democrats, I think, feel they're not going to be able to beat him with anybody they've got, so they want to take him out now, force him into resignation, impeach him, convict him somehow. And I think that's what all of these investigations and the newest one out of the Judiciary Committee in the House that comes to fruition today is really all about. We can talk about that. The school violence report and what drives all these acts of school violence in our Florida public schools, we talked about it, the great SpaceX triumph and the revival on the Space Coast, all for Open Mind Monday, or you can take it off on another direction with whatever you're interested in. 407-916-5400, text us at 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. All that, and an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 811. An update on headlines right now. President Trump says thanks to him, America is winning again. Speaking at the 2019 Conservative Political Action Conference in Maryland over the weekend, for more than two hours on Saturday, the president listed what he considers to be his administration's top accomplishments, trade, international diplomacy, on and on and on, ripped into the Democrats and their endless investigations. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Our promise all morning on Good Morning Orlando. News, weather and traffic for the best audience in talk radio. This is Good Morning Orlando on News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Dive right in on Open Mind Monday. Let's go to Mike in St. Cloud. Good morning, Mike. It's Open Mind Monday. What is on your mind? Good morning. In reference to the endless Trump investigations, the left, the progressives are falling right into their own trap. You have to look at Donald Trump from the big, big picture. And during the CPAC, CPAC two-hour speech, he gave us some great nuggets about his personality. He talked about what his father taught him. So Trump has all the cards, and they're going to have to really gerrymander through these investigations. But overall, the public is sick and tired of the proverbial, the little boy that cried wolf one time too many. And the Democrats are going to hurt themselves. So That's they, it. now, let me, I think their aim, my, my opinion, I don't know if you agree with it, they don't think they can beat him in 2020, so they're going to find a way to take him out before no, then. How do you think can't. this plays out? It's going to, they're going to expose themselves. The Nadler, mysteriously, there's going to be a couple of transactions at the Deutsche Bank. Remember, Hillary Clinton shops and banks there, too. Plus all of the other Tammany Hall-style Democratic politicians, including that crazy mayor, de Blasio, a lot of people are going to get hurt. Now, to remember where Trump came from, he came from New York-style construction, politics, organized crime. 
He hires the best attorneys, including Michael Cohen, who served a very valid purpose. He has the best accounting firms in the country. Trump has himself covered, tucked in. Every T is crossed. Every I is dotted. They won't touch him. They can't. All right. Interesting, Mike. Yeah, it's a fine line for the Democrats if they pursue impeachment, if uh, the American people aren't behind it, uh, because then they risk making President Trump a martyr. I actually don't think they'll pursue it before 2020. I think this is all an attempt to make Trump look bad politically enough so that the Democrats win. But if Trump does win in 2020, then all bets are off, I think. I think it's really all about trying to take him out before then, be able to force him into a resignation or get enough bipartisan support that they could not only throw enough dirt on him to get him impeached in the Democrat-controlled House, probably no problem there, but convicted in the now Republican-controlled Senate. Uh, It's a heavy lift, and it's an outrageous thing to do this to a president. You know, they may not like his style. They resent the fact that he won, but he's achieved great things for this country. But I really think they're invested in somehow we got to get him out because there's no way we can beat him in 2020. you're extra cynical about what they're doing. I am. I am. Oh, extra cynical. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I have a side order of cynicism here and, you know, make mine a double. Uh, uh, If you want to weigh in on that or anything to do with Trump or whatever's on your mind, the school violence report that we shared with you, why do we have all these incidents of violence of all kinds in our schools? I don't remember any of that when I went to school. Maybe a rare fist fight out in the, you know, on the playground or something. But that was it. What's going on in Florida schools? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680 with standard message and data rates apply. We'll dig in on that right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. This heartbreaking local headline for those of you just joining us, the community is rallying behind a seriously wounded Orlando police officer. A couple of fundraisers held over the weekend for Officer Kevin Valencia remains in a coma after being shot in the head while on duty more than eight months ago. More than $20,000 was raised through a softball tournament at Barnett Park and a cookout at the Winter Gardens Elk Club. We wish him well. We pray for his recovery and It's remarkable, all those who are supporting him and his family. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories all morning here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Open Mind Monday, Texters, Yaffe, a host of topics they are tackling this morning. Yes, one of the big topics we talked about earlier in the 7 o'clock hour was the fact that a lot of violence in schools goes unreported to the cops. So um, one person talks a little bit about what's going on with our toxic school environment, says the breakdown of the American family over many decades, plus a hands-off disruptive student policy equals a toxic school environment. Yeah, those promise programs out of the Obama era. No, it's it, it's interesting. Earlier you said you don't remember this when you were in school. Not at any level like this. Not even close. Yeah, you know, when I went, I went to a private elementary school, it was a small Christian school, and I never saw, like, any fights or anything when I was there. And I went to a public middle school the next year, and there were, like, fights all the time. So right it's here amazing. in Central Florida. And I think part of it was because um, they 
they didn't tolerate that stuff in the private school. It was basically a zero tolerance policy. Well, they would of, throw you out. Yeah, a lot of Christian schools have that, but the public schools they they kind of they don't have that you policy. You got to differentiate between private Christian and private schools, though, because if Daddy's got enough money in private school, and nobody going to hear about the crap that you're pulling. Oh, that may well be true. Yeah. What else is on the text line? Uh, yeah, one person says uh, the leftists have woken up. More former Democrats than the Republicans could ever have. Their constant, ridiculous, unsubstantiated attacks and outrageous claims against Trump have turned more Democrats and independents red than the Republicans could ever have hoped. Got one from the West Coast of Florida says, I despise the Democrats. I hate how they're dividing this country. I loathe everything. Yes, everything that they stand for. I believe that Trump will get them. Not only I hope that he beats them, but he crushes them and eliminates them. They need to be taught a lesson frankly, deserve to be wiped out in 2020. Whoa, open mind Monday, 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Let's go to the phones, and from Orlando, it's Robert. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, bud. How are you this morning? Well, it's Bud and Alan and Michael and Melissa. Amen. But, Bud, hello? I'm here. He only hello? wants to talk to, he he wants wants to, talk talk to, to Bud. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Robert. And we lost him. Yeah. (laughs) What happened to Robert? I didn't call to talk to five people. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Eva wants to talk to us. Eva, you're on with the gang. It's uh, good morning, Orlando, and good morning to you. Good morning. I agree with you as far as the Democrats want to take him out before the election, but I disagree about them winning. Uh, I agree with one of the callers I heard that they're really showing themselves, and I just can't wait till the hearing starts. Because the only reason I voted for Trump is he wasn't, he was against the media, and he wasn't Hillary Clinton. And there's a lot of people out there like me, bud, because uh, as you know, a lot of people don't like the media. No question about it. Thanks, Eva. Appreciate it. Uh, more on Open Mind Monday. And before the show ends, we're also going to play our sound judgment game. Uh, our undefeated pro football team, the Orlando Apollos, are going to be playing at home, and you're going on us. Don't call an Open Mind Monday yet, but the game does happen before we leave the air at 9 o'clock. Open Mind Monday continues right now, and if you want to weigh in on what's going on with our space program, there's a lot to talk about, and so far... All of it over the weekend has been fantastic, Alan. Good news. SpaceX's Crew Dragon has successfully docked with the International Space Station. NASA's Anne McLean and her two fellow Space Station crew members carried out a welcoming ceremony yesterday. Congratulations to all of the teams who made yesterday's launch and today's docking a success. These amazing feats show us not how easy our mission is, but how capable we are of doing hard things. McLean referring to that beautiful launch Saturday morning. Uh, shortly before 3 o'clock. The only occupant of the Crew Dragon is a dummy named Ripley, but NASA plans to put real astronauts aboard the capsule in July. It'll be the first time in about eight years that astronauts will be sent to the space station from American soil. Since 2011, NASA's been outsourcing its ISS missions to Russia. And the first time it ever will have been done by a private firm. Very exciting. It is. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A teacher is accused of molesting a student in Osceola County. 
20-year-old Fanu Sayed Yassin Asher was arrested Friday after the deputies learned the day before of the alleged incident. The alleged victim is a female student at Boggy Creek Elementary School, where the subject was a the uh, suspect rather was a substitute teacher. Deputies say he confessed, and they're looking to see if there are other possible victims. The U.S. Senate will soon vote on a resolution blocking President Trump's emergency declaration, and several Republican senators have said they'll vote for it. But on Fox's Sunday Morning Futures, Florida GOP Senator Rick Scott said he'll vote against that resolution. And I hope every Republican, I hope the Democrats will take the time, go to the border, and once they do, they have one choice, either vote for border security or go tell border security that you don't care about their safety and you're telling Americans you don't care about their safety. It's, 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 it's a simple choice, in my opinion. Last month, President Trump declared the national emergency after Congress did not give him $5.7 billion he was demanding to build a wall along the southern border. Last week, the House passed its version of the resolution, which President Trump has signaled he will veto if it reaches his desk. A pretrial hearing for actor Kevin Spacey is scheduled today in a Massachusetts district courtroom, but he is not required to appear and is not expected to. The actor pleaded not guilty to sexual assault charges in January after being accused of groping an 18-year-old busboy at a restaurant in Nantucket in 2016. Last week, Spacey's defense team filed several new court motions, including asking for cell phone records from the accuser. Lawyers are also requesting copies of fees and retainer agreements between the man and his family and their attorney, arguing the plaintiff has a significant financial motive to lie about the allegations. I'm Mark Mayfield. WFLA News time is 836. These and other stories can be found online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando continues now. And continues with your take on any topic, it's Open Mind Monday. 407-916-5400. Toll free. Open at 866-916-5400. You can always text. Never busy there. 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. Alongside my co-host, Alan Spector, but heading her along with you, and Michael Yaffe, a.k.a. Yaffe the Great, our executive producer, <laughs> who will be bringing you his primetime on the way home show, that. 5 to 6 tonight. Uh, <laughs> PM He's just Orlando. saying the truth. It's only because the eye on. roll doesn't translate boys, on radio. Boys. Yeah, that's right. You can't quite see that, can you? <laughs> and Melissa Fox taking your calls at 407-916-5400. Um, we're going to go right to a caller in a moment. Um, be patient here. On what he says are our toxic schools. We talked about the school violence report out from the uh, Florida Department of Education. They say things are getting a little less violent, but boy, the numbers are sky high. And in some categories of violence, it's disturbing to us how low a percentage of these violent incidents in our schools ever get reported to police. Um, We'll get to that. Trump, CPAC, the future. The Democrat investigations, how does all of this play out politically? 407-916-5400, the text line 23680. And behind our last segment of Open Mind Monday, a chance to win Orlando Apollo Pro Football tickets playing Sound Judgment. Do not call now for Sound Judgment. We're taking Open Mind Monday calls. And we continue right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining our top story from overnight, uh, 23 people at least dead from tornadoes in the state of Alabama. 
Um, most of this around Beauregard, about 55 miles east of Montgomery. The president has tweeted to the great people of Alabama and surrounding areas, please be careful and safe. Tornadoes and storms were truly violent. More could be coming to the families and friends of the victims, to the injured. God bless you all from the president at the White House. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories are promised to you all morning on Good Morning Orlando. You're never more than 10 minutes away from the latest news, weather, and traffic. News Radio 93.1 WFLA. Earlier in the show, we brought you the stunning school violence report from the Florida Department of Education. Even though they say violence is trending down, these numbers are disturbingly high to say the least. Last school year, statewide, more than 71,000 total incidents of violence in our public schools, of which only 23,000 or so were ever reported to the police. We've been talking about what drives the tide of violence in our public schools. Joe, good morning. It's Open Mind Monday, and you're on from Orlando, Joe. Hey, good morning, uh... Yeah, I think one of the reasons it'll never go away is uh, when you when you realize that each student is a customer and the teacher needs that money coming in to keep their job. What does that have to do with how a student behaves, Joe? Well, I, I mean, they would prefer to have better students, and, but they don't really care. All they need is those customers. I know a lot of teachers personally who care more deeply than you're giving them credit for, Joe. Well, they say they do, but they really just care about their pension. No, I know these people. They care about their students, and they care about the future of this country, and they care about their profession. Yeah, they do, or they wouldn't be working for such paltry money. Yeah. What's going on on the text line? Yeah, one person says this on kind of a different topic. says, simple thing, if the Republican Party doesn't get their act together... We are going to be living in a blue state, talking about Florida, and Orlando will be a sanctuary city. No more games. Does that mean don't play Don't play sound judgment, or does that mean what? No games in terms of playing around with sanctuary cities. What does that uh, mean? Who knows, no more games right? from the legislature. I think, yeah, <laughs> Democratic games, I yeah. think I'm getting. Listen uh, to this. Uh, we had Joe on a moment ago, and this texter chimed in. My dear friend is a public school teacher in Volusia County. He is not allowed to correct students who curse at him. Really? I wouldn't last five minutes teaching in that school. Have you seen what happens? I mean, just I'm not saying it's every situation, but you, 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 you control these children, you try to, and next thing you know, the parents in your face screaming at you in front of all the kids, and... Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, the parents, and that's a that's a, a a relatively new thing in the last generation. You know, if I ever got in the doghouse, uh, you know, uh, my 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 parents they never would go the down teacher, there and right? critique. Or always exactly. Are I mean, you gang up on the kid. You'd be like, yeah, and the teacher's yelling at me. And my mom's yelling at me. My dad's involved. Yeah, now the neighbors. I spent enough time grounded that I shaped up because I didn't want to be grounded any. More, but it's not that way anymore, is it? I see another texter referring to satanic schools that have become self-destructive. God answers prayers. Um, anything else of note before we uh, put a wrap on this edition of Open Mind Monday, gang? I like this one. The endless harassment of Trump should be illegal. It's damaging our republic, and they keep uh, people hating the Republicans and even physically attacking innocent Republicans. This is a very dangerous game that the dirty Dems continue to play. Yaffe, anything else of note here? 
We got uh, it pretty well covered. Oh, one person says, why, kind of on a totally different topic, says, why don't the Republicans work on regulations for labor unions to ensure that people are not forced to fund political donations for causes that they disagree with? Um, yeah, I th- actually, I think Republicans have done some of that where they don't force you to pay union dues. Right. And of course, unions aren't what they were. I think only about 7% right. of the workforce is unionized and now. And someone is also questioning, saying, I thought Orlando was a sanctuary city. Well, they're not fully a sanctuary city, but they, you know, if, if you are uh, if you are arrested, they will not ask you in the course of bringing you up for your crime um, what your status is, whether you are here illegally or legally. Yeah, we interviewed, uh, at the time, he was the Orlando police chief, John Mina, and was asking him about that. Yeah. And he basically said what you just said, that they will not ask them, and they, won't, they will not go down that route. And they they excuse it as they don't want people to be afraid to talk to cops. Right, because if they but, think they're going to be asked that, they won't report a legitimate crime, you know, right. that they're aware of. But really, it's de facto sanctuary city almost at that point. When it you're doing is. It, that way. it is. It's not yeah. full blown, but it but it's a sanctuary city element here, and we've called them on it here yeah. in the city of Orlando. Hey, we have an opportunity for you to win free tickets to a pro football game. Being played by the only undefeated team in the new Alliance of American Football, Steve Spurrier's Orlando Apollos. You're going to the game at Spectrum Stadium on the campus of UCF on us if you are our sound judgment winner. Sound judgment callers only, please. No more Open Mind Monday. You're eligible to win by company rules if you've not been a sound judgment winner in 30 days. This is great fun watching the Orlando Apollos. And let's give them some support in their inaugural season. You're going on us, and if pro football's not your thing, I guarantee you there's somebody in your circle of friends, family, coworkers who would love to have these free tickets. 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. Toll-free, 866-916-5400. Sports note right now, and... um. Connected to our prize, the Orlando Apollos, the only undefeated team in the Alliance of American Football. They improved to 4-0 with a 20-11 victory in the snow at Salt Lake City on Saturday night. They'll travel to Birmingham this Saturday to take on the 3-1 Iron, but they are coming back home, and you'll be going to the game on us if you're our sound judgment winner. Updates at least every 10 minutes of the top stories all morning, and good morning, Orlando. Use your smart speaker. Tell Alexa to play News Radio 93.1 from iHeartRadio. Hey, Melissa, what about the specifics on those football tickets up for grabs as our sound judgment prize? Well, we've got a pair of tickets to the newly formed Orlando Apollo. They're undefeated. They're going to be playing Arizona Hot Shots next Saturday, March 16th at Spectrum Stadium. First snap, 8 p.m. And we got a pair of tickets for the winner of sound judgment to go ahead and hit the bleachers. And Bingo. Enjoy. Good yeah. deal. Now, um... We still have an opening on the on the uh, toll-free ni- line, so 866-916-5400 there, okay? And if you uh, are on the regular line trying to get in, wait for a wrong answer that opens up a line, grab it quickly at 407-916-5400. Today's Sound Judgment Game celebrates the weekend success of the first, actually, we're not giving away, t- we are giving away tickets, 
But that's not the subject of the question here. Pay attention, Budman. Today's Sound Judgment Game celebrates the weekend success of the first test flight of SpaceX Mandragon capsule to the International Space Station, where it's now safely docked, as Alan was reporting. On board, an astronaut mannequin. But before this year ends, real live American astronauts may well be rocketed into space by the SpaceX Dragon capsule. Listen to the sound of Saturday morning's launch from the Cape. Then use your sound judgment to tell me this. How many astronauts the SpaceX Dragon capsule is designed to carry when fully loaded? Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, liftoff. There it went in the wee hours of Saturday morning, bound for the space station with a mannequin on board, but fully loaded in the future with astronauts. How many astronauts will the SpaceX Dragon capsule be able to carry when maxed out? Okay, what's the maximum number? Line one, you're up first. Go ahead. Good morning, line one. Four. No, but thanks for trying. Open line 407-916-5400. How many astronauts will this new capsule be able to carry line two? Five. No. Thanks for trying. 407-916-5400. Line three. How many astronauts? How many astronauts? Turn the radio down. Okay, you're gone. you got to turn the radio down and listen through the phone, gang, Okay. Uh, line four, how many astronauts when the Dragon capsule is fully loaded? Four. No. It's more than that, gang. Let's go to line one. How many? Line one. Gone. Line two, what's the number? Six. Nope, it's not six. 407-916-5400. Line three. Gone. Come on, gang. Let's go to line four. What's the number? Two. No. <laughs> 407-916-5400. Line one. Six. No, it's not six. It's more than that. Line two, go ahead. Seven. Yes, sir. Yeah. Finally, this according to Space.com. That's the crew capacity of the huge new Dragon capsule from SpaceX. What's your first name, my friend? Rob from Orlando. Rob, you are our prize winner. Congratulations. Awesome. Don't go away, buddy. We're going to have a conversation between you and Melissa Fox off air to make it happen. That was a little bit of a struggle, wasn't it, Alan? Yeah. So we <laughs> we can get seven on board the Crew Dragon yeah. uh, by SpaceX. So it, this is like the minivan of outer space. It is kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It is. It's the space minivan. Don't, I like that. Don't call it that because yeah. then guys won't want to go up in it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't need to, I hope it has cup holders. Yeah. And room, room for groceries in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so the future is, is bright. And um, particularly for Rob, he's uh, going to the game on us. That'll do it for this edition of Good Morning Orlando. But if you want the best in conservative talk and to be up to date on everything, you need to catch Yaffe's show on the ride home tonight. 
Yeah, I might give my take on the SpaceX thing, too, because it really is some good news coming out of, of the Cape today. And you're on from 5 to 6 p.m. Right here on WFLA. Good to have you back, Alan. How you feeling? Uh, I, I've made it through. I've limped to the finish line this morning. I think I'm going to be okay. You got bit by a nasty bug, and a lot of folks understand exactly what that's all about, but it's great to have you back. Thank what is- you. All right. That'll do it for all of us on the 50,000-watt front porch. Thanks, God bless you, and God bless America.